Shit We've Read is a proud member of Bilo Network, a network of geeky podcasts. Please visit shitweavered.com to support the show. Now let's talk about some books. All right, welcome to Shit Reread and happy Pride Month, everybody. So excited, even though my Pride Month has been very boring because I'm in school. This is where we need a soundboard, Rico, for boo. Uh, <laughs> at least you weren't sick during Pride. Yeah, at least I didn't have the Rona, Rico. Yeah, I'm calling you up. No, that. everyone, honestly, everyone's getting it, so there is no shame here. Uh, we don't kink shame and we don't Rona shame anymore. It's just, it's going around. It's fine. <laughs> you look like you are scaring our, our guest. Am I? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I am terrified. This is kind of just how it goes. You let me be host, so this is really your fault. Um, <laughs> so, my name is Bella Romero, she, they, and I am joined by co hosts Laura Benson and Jason Rico, and we are all here to discuss the super queer major detours by Zachary Sergi. And to help us do that, we have a special guest with us today who's already spoken, Jessalie Windhouse. Jessalie, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes. Hello. My name is Jessely. Very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Sorry that I spoke before the introduction. <laughs> it's okay. We're, you know, I'm running the ship, which means we have no idea where we're going to go tonight, um, which is in the spirit of our Choose Your Own Adventure novel. Uh, so I think that works perfectly. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're here for Pride Month. Uh, yeah, my name is Jessely. I am... Um, I'm a big nerd and I wish that I read more often, to be honest. So this was a great opportunity to read. I love sci-fi, absolutely adore sci-fi and fantasy. And I was super excited to be invited on this podcast. Uh, I know Laura from way back, way a back while. when we were both doing film stuff. Yeah, a while. It's been a while. Uh, <laughs> And I am a proud queer, so I jumped at the opportunity to be in a Pride Month episode. Um, and this book was super gay, so I loved it. Right? right? <laughs> it was. I was. I was. I'm always worried about queer baiting, um, and I've been pleasantly surprised with the books that I've read the last, really, like the last six months. I've really kicked up my reading, um, and the queer books have not been disappointing. So I think this was one of them that I was. Pleasantly surprised by how gay it was. Like, yeah. this author did not hold back. It's fantastic. And we'll get more into that as we continue into the episode. But welcome, Jessalie. Thank excited you. To have you. Yeah, I, thanks yeah, for joining us. I wish I could capture the sound of a rainbow for you. Um, <laughs> but we'll just move on to uh, shit we're reading. Rico, what have you been reading since I've been bullying you? Let's start with you. Me? Yeah, yeah. Actually, before 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 I get to what I'm reading, I do. I feel like I owe Jessalie... Uh, a slight apology and everybody here in a slight apology because you. you just said you really like sci-fi and fantasy and this is a sci-fi fantasy book podcast however once again somehow this book ended up not being i was fantasy. gonna i was gonna bring that up <laughs> we did I, it again I, we picked it we picked it specifically thinking it was gonna be a fantasy and as i'm reading i'm like at, at, at any point is there or like is anything gonna happen that makes this fantasy-esque and nothing ever did and i'm like oh damn actual magic again. Yeah, no magic. I mean, mysticism, you know, um, yeah. but no, no actual Why are you magic. On mysticism. No, I'm not hating. I'm just, I just, you know, I was, I, I wanted. This feels like a, a hate crime for Pride Month. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, like, not. Jeez. Oh, 
it's fine. I can, I can cut all this. So let them say what they want. Um, and yeah, so to answer your question, what I've been reading uh, recently, I have been making my way through a bunch of Isaac Asimov's uh, sci-fi stuff. Um, I read mm-hmm. iRobot a few years ago and I absolutely loved it. And then uh, maybe about a year and a half ago, I saw that Apple TV Plus was making uh, an adaptation of his foundation book, which I had never read. And so I'm like, okay, um, I'm the kind of person who likes reading a book before I see the thing. So I'm like, I should probably read Foundation. Um, but then I found out that Isaac Asimov's robot books and then his Empire books and his Foundation books all take place in the same universe, just over the span of like tens of thousands oh. of years. I'm like, well, I know what I'm doing this summer. So That's I've cool. been making my way through all the robot stuff. I finished that. I finished all the Empire stuff. Um, put that on hold to read this book and then I'll continue on with foundation, but that's what I've been reading. Um, and I've really kind of been enjoying it. It's, it's been fun. He's one of the, 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 the greats of sci-fi. Um, mm-hmm. and I definitely can see why. So, yeah. I nice. give you props for traditional sci-fi, but one out of five rainbows for the lack of queer books in pride month. So, Oh, that, that's definitely not even one out of five. Mm-hmm. That's like half out of because I mean I don't feel it it was it was written in the 50s and some of it is is a little problematic (laughs) I I I will say I don't believe in like (laughs) negative feedback as a teacher so I'm gonna say needs improvement we uh, there's always room for improvement Rico I own up to that that. you know I like to read the classics and then and then and then make up for by reading something contemporary with you know people who actually do representation well it's sad when the robots in the book are better characters than the women that's what I'm gonna say um that said you know you got to kind of take them with you know as they were they were written in a time where things were different and yeah we're robots the original like non-binary sci-fi let's let's discuss that in another episode but that's an interesting thought according to janelle monet yes wow oh that that right there a non-binary Oh, I was gonna. So. I was gonna say that robots are definitely binary because I use binary code, right? Oh, it, well, then we're getting into the technical specs <laughs> of it. So that's interesting. That's a whole nother episode that we. Well, we'll <laughs> that's Pride twenty twenty three. Write right. that down, somebody. An idea journal. <laughs> All right, who's next? Who's next? Laura, you next. Um, the last book I read was Sky Hunter by Marie Lu. Um. I was planning to read a few AAPI books last month. Just just did not find the time. <laughs> so it was just the one book. Um, but I actually really liked it. It was really interesting. It was kind of cool. The, um, the main character is mute. And so the way she communicates is through sign language. And a lot of people around her also use sign language so it's really interesting to see that part of the story um and like the story behind why she can't talk and and all that stuff was was pretty fascinating so um i will probably continue to read um i think there's the i think so far there's two so i'll probably read the next one soon so that's where i'm at right now what about you jessely uh, so I've been reading Leviathan Wakes. It's part of the uh, Expanse series, essentially. I don't know if it was originally called the Expanse series, but it became the the television series, The Expanse. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good sci-fi. It's like 
high sci-fi, you know, if there was such a thing as high sci-fi, like there is high <laughs> fantasy, <laughs> it would be a high sci-fi. <laughs> Very good. Uh, and I love the Expanse series and because uh, uh, um, I watched the whole uh, TV series and I've been told over and over again that I should read the books. So I'm doing that. Um, and the good thing is that I have a really shitty memory. So I've forgotten a lot of the finer details of the series. So that is helping me read the books and be still surprised. So um, silver linings all around. And <laughs> after I finish that one, I will probably be reading another installment of the Horizon Zero Dawn um, graphic novel series. Mm. Horizon Zero Dawn. So another good sci-fi queer intersection. I didn't know it was queer. Shit. Well, <laughs> maybe it's that's okay. Not that's at okay. first. Yeah, maybe that's a spoiler warning. It's the, the well, the it's game has been spoiler. on my list for a while yeah. to get to, so it's okay. Yeah, I feel like you, you could. That's a spoiler that creates fans. So mm. I'm in yeah, that's exactly. true. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you for justifying my. <laughs> <laughs> that's a selling point, not a spoiler. That's true. There we go. Yeah. We go. At least you know for for the cool people out there listening. <laughs> um well what i've been reading um has been a lot of peer-reviewed journal articles for my master's program so i won't bore you guys with those details but i did get the a's on my assignments that i needed so congratulations it paid off uh thank you thank you um but in between when i fall asleep i like to usually listen to an audiobook so the two that i've been enjoying have been some ya romance novels so pretty light on the romance heavy on the cheese um and the first one is instant karma by marissa meyer a fantasy queen um but this was a very non-fantasy book um oh maybe a little with the whole instant karma idea which i won't fully get into um but it's that's very very soft fantasy like power I don't want to say too much because I feel like it's a little bit of a spoiler, um, <laughs> but uh, it's really it's just really cute. It's about two kids who are science partners and they supposedly hate each other. But by the end of the summer, redoing of course. their science project together, you know what happens. Um, and then the second one, Love Boat Taipei, uh, which is an AAPI author. Excellent book so far. I just started it um, for my other book club that I do. Uh, where we just kind of pick random books um, and we picked this one and it's really interesting. Another like YA romance coming of age, maybe Bill Dung's Ramon, we'll see. Um, classic struggle. She's first gen. Uh, her parents are from China and they want her to be a doctor, but she wants to be a dancer and they ship her off to a Taipei summer camp uh, instead of her being able to do her audition for the Tisch School of the Arts at NYU and missing out on the big parade, which she choreographed Aww. for her dance team. So, so far, so good. Very well written. Very interesting. Um, very YA, but I love that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Sounds cute. That's what I've been reading. Yeah, it's very cute. I like it. I That's what I like for my bedtime audiobook. Something light, something easy to listen to. If I fall asleep, it's not that big of a deal. I didn't miss some big symbolic passage that's key to the rest of the book it's like i missed a flirt scene and it's like okay there'll be another one in two pages so. <laughs> um 
the reality show of books. Exactly. It's the reality show of books. It can be on in the background. I don't miss much. So yeah, that's what I've been reading. Um, So should we get into our book this time? Yes, please. Detours. Yes. Um, Do you want me to read the synopsis? Do I call on someone else to read the synopsis? I'll read it. I mean, I'm not going to do a good job, but I'll do it. Well, your voice. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. If I do it, it's a Russian accent. (laughs) Yes. Zachary Sergei. Sergei? Sergei? Sergei. Sergei. Choose your path. That's a horrible All right, Rico, you go then. (laughs) Okay, so so we read Major Detours, which is a uh, YA queer contemporary mystery. It is basically a choose your own adventure book, which is one of the the big reasons why it stood out to us. And we thought it'd be fun to read because, Mm -hmm. in theory, we could have four very different stories to talk about. So, this is the synopsis off of Goodreads. Choose your path forward in this mystical, interactive YA about the powers of friendship, self-discovery, and tarot. It's the summer before college and four best friends, Amelia, Chase, Cleo, and Logan, are on the first leg of the road trip inspired by the unique tarot deck that Amelia inherited from her grandmother. However, their trip full of visiting occult shops, bonding, and sightseeing takes a major detour as their friends discover that their tarot deck is more valuable and coveted than they could have ever imagined. As the friends race to finish this mystical scavenger hunt across the West Coast and uncover the mysteries of their tarot deck, it is you who will decide where to go next and how the story will end. With four possible final and romantic endings, you will get to make actual choices to further the friends' road trip adventure in this unique interactive novel. Will you uncover the mysteries of the tarot deck and the legacy left behind? Will you help Amelia and Chase learn and grow? And will you unravel the secrets these friends keep from each other and from themselves? Excellent job, Rico. Thank you. Five out of five rainbows. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to let that go this episode, you guys. Um, Excellent. Um, Well, let's talk mysticism. I was really curious because going into this, I was like, I don't believe in mysticism. This is just going to be kind of like a fun choose your own adventure. And there happens to be a spooky, mystical element to it. Um, And then I found myself being like, oh, wait, no, I actually kind of do. I kind of forget about this, like psychic intuition, karma, uh, really feeling the energies of the world. Who knows if it's real, but it's fun to think about. So I'm kind of curious um, for all of you guys listening and for our hosts, how spiritual were you walking into this? Like where would you put yourself on a scale of like super skeptic to like, no, I talk to ghosts on the regular. (laughs) Which by the way, neither one of those are wrong. (laughs) No, this is a spectrum. Just like sexuality. (laughs) This is a spectrum. I like that. I like that. It's on on brand for pride month. So (laughs) we won't, we won't yuck anybody's yum this episode. So be honest. What were um, your what were your thoughts on mysticism before uh, reading the book? Well, I'll say I was on one end of the spectrum in that I'm very skeptical. I, I didn't I don't really buy into mysticism or the occult um, or ghosts or any other thing like that. So going into this, my my background knowledge on tarot was basically that it is a deck of cards. I don't know more than that. Um, I know it is, I know there are readings, uh, but I, I don't know anything more than that. I don't know what they mean. I, I have not, I have no preconceived notions of what this is. Um, 
And yeah, so that's how I went into it. And I will say that probably shaped my my reading and enjoyment of the book slightly, um, which we will get to, I'm sure, in a, in a bit. But yeah, that's where I come at this. All right, Rico, you can leave. Um, Laura, you're up next, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Laura. Um. Uh, you know, I, I feel like I've always kind of been somewhere in the middle. Um, just because I feel like it could be, it could all be real, but we could just not understand how it works. Um, so there's a lot of possibilities out there. Uh, so I think it just kind of depends on the situation and, and what's going on and, uh, you know, context, um, whether I feel like I believe in something specific or not. I, I don't, I did not know anything about tarot cards before this other than they were supposed to be something about like telling your future or telling something about you or somebody you know that, you know, it, the the idea of it leaning more towards a mystical arts type thing, which I grew up believing was not okay because I grew up in a religious, mm. very religious family. So we need um, a religious trauma button. That sounds upbeat and positive because I feel like that's going to come up a lot, especially for Maybe. Pride Month. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I, uh, I kind of went into this still like with an open mind and like interested to see what the cards, how the cards played into this story, and it was actually pretty interesting. I, I kind of wish that maybe it got into a, a little more detail sometimes. Because mm-hmm. there's just so much. But it was still really good either way. It made me interested in at least maybe learning a little bit more about tarot cards. Cool. And Jessely? Yeah. So I actually was a practicing Wiccan for about 10 years. Um, so I am pretty familiar with, with tarot. Um, and... However, since then, <laughs> I have become pretty, uh, I'm, I'm a pretty staunch atheist. I'm pretty skeptical, but I still, I would say that the occult and witchcraft and just anything in that sort of realm still has a really special place in my heart. I just view it differently than I used to. Uh, and I love tarot. I always, I think it's really fascinating and actually, um, I forgot to say this at the beginning of the show, but the reason, part of the reason that I'm here is because I run a nonprofit arts organization uh, called Empire Arts Collective. And we put on, we do a lot of different programming. And one of the most recent productions that we did was a devised theater show. That's a show that's written collaboratively with all the performers and then, and then performed. And it was all about tarot, actually. It was using uh, the archetypes of tarot to create modern stories. I'll have to like share pictures with you all. It was pretty rad. Um, I didn't direct it or, or anything. I just, I just produced it. But so I sent, I sent this book to the director who got really into tarot and I was like, look, it's all the things. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah. Anyway, that's sort of my background on, on it. So it was really interesting seeing how other people, especially, you know, the author of the book and the way that it was just interesting seeing the way tarot is depicted by the author in the book. 
Yeah, I'm kind of a combination of all three of you, I feel like. Um, where So I, I like that we have like a full spectrum of perspectives and experiences with this. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar with tarot in that I knew that it was a deck of cards that had symbolic meaning um, based on a certain uh, way to read them. The symbols had special meaning, but also depending on the deck could be read differently and like everyone's practice is a little bit different and intuitive. Um, but beyond that, like wasn't really familiar with a lot of the symbolism. Uh, I've never studied it. I've never had a reading. Um, although I'm interested in that, I think that'd be really fun to experience. Um, cause I'm sort of like Laura where I'm like, maybe it is real. Like who, who are we to say that it isn't like, maybe we just don't understand it. Um, but also similarly to the characters in the book, like the psychology of it is very fascinating to me. Um, Mm -hmm. and how it is somewhat based in some of these like psychological trends and theories, um, which they get into a little bit in the book. I feel like I would have liked a little bit more. Um, because I like the science of the occult as well. Um, but then also part of it is like, there's a long running joke in my friend group that I'm psychic because I often will like text people things like right before they are, or I'm like reading their mind. Um, it's, it's funny that you bring that up because me and Jason do that yeah. around food <laughs> and we call it, we call it vegan ESP. Yes. <laughs> I do that. I do that with Sander, my my fiance. Yesterday, I was like, "What do you think about like pizza with Kalamata olives and like arugula and like balsamic?" He was like, "How are you in my stomach? Like, what the hell? Like, how would I know? We haven't made pizza in months. Like, how did you know that I wanted to make homemade pizza? And with all those toppings, I was like, "What can I say? I just, I understand these things. I vibe. I get those signals. So, I don't know." It's a thing. And like my friend Z who lives upstairs, who's been a guest on this podcast, uh, I am constantly texting them like, hey, do you want to go get some tea? And they're like, I was literally just about to text you if you wanted to get tea. (laughs) I'm like, I know. I know. I just have a feeling. (laughs) Just have a vibe. And I reach out and I see what happens. Um, So there's a lot of that, too. So, yeah. So that was just kind of me going into it like, oh, wait, I kind of like this kind of stuff. I, I don't know if I believe it all the time, but it's fun to think about. Like, Sort of like astrological science. Like, do I really believe that our destiny is predetermined by stars? No. But is there something about being born in the winter around these holidays that might affect your personality? Yeah, probably. Again, psychology and behavior, sociology, all of those. Geez. <laughs> Ologies. Uh, it's very interesting. <laughs> so, Yeah. <laughs> So I was curious. So I, I think going into this book, we all have uh, various perspectives. I'm curious how we interpret it. So, um, all right. So non-spoiler first impressions then. Someone go first. I went first last time, not me. Not it. Not it. <laughs> I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Um, I actually really liked it. Uh, I thought it was really interesting. There was a lot of characters. The the diversity, like we said in the beginning, this is a very very queer book and it was written so well and so I really enjoyed that um obviously it was fun being able to choose between things as we were going along I made sure so in for anyone who hasn't read it the back of the book comes with kind of like some worksheets to fill in the choices that you make as you go along to to learn some more things like about yourself 
And so I made sure as soon as I made a decision, I wrote it down on the sheet. I printed mine out. I didn't want to write in my book. (laughs) So I wrote it immediately down on the sheet as this is my decision so that I would not change it. I've ne- I did not um, have the urge to go back and change it, but it, it was still interesting enough for me to probably go back and, and go ahead and choose different things um, just to see where it goes from there. The only thing that was a little frustrating for me was, and maybe this was on purpose, so that it switches between two perspectives – Amelia and uh, Chase. And sometimes I would just fly through the chapter and forget to see whose perspective I was reading. And they sound like they have the same voice. And so sometimes that got confusing and I would have to go back and see who I was reading. (laughs) I agree with that in particular. Yeah, they sounded like the same person, but again, I'm wondering if that was on purpose, which we can get into in the spoilers. But other than that, it was fascinating. I was very, very interested in the psychological part of the the tarot cards like you had brought up, Bella. And so I'm actually – I kind of want to like look into tarot cards a little bit more. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Um, just, just cause it sounds, it just kind of sounds cool, but yeah, I would say overall, I really liked it. Popcorn Jessely. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, it's been a long time since I've heard popcorn. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Jessely. <laughs> no, it's cool. I popcorn people all the time, so I, I like it. But now I want popcorn, so. Oh, sorry. Sorry. My bad. Yeah, very rude. Um, yeah, so I um, I really loved the casual queer representation. I always, I always love that when it's more casual and it doesn't need to be a whole ass thing. I loved that. Um, I did love some of the more occultishness of it. I thought that was really great. And I love a good YA novel. It's just, you know, like... The way that YA novels explore some really like basic but potent human emotions mm. is just really refreshing and relatable. And it feels like it's back to basics, which is really a nice feeling, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and it is just really relatable in a, in a really nice way. And so I really enjoyed that part of the book. I really enjoyed like the middle of the book. That's where I feel like I really hit my stride. Um the things I didn't love, I cannot recommend strongly enough against reading the, the oh my God, digital, what's the word I'm looking for? E-book. Oh, the ebook? The ebook version. Yeah, I, can, I, I recommend strongly against reading the ebook version. It was extremely confusing when it jumps to a different, they ha- I don't know how it is in the actual book. But it has like a click here function and sometimes it's just fucked up and it leads you to the wrong place or it's like mm. when you're supposed to click or like it's just very confusing. And there were even times when I was going through my sheet to track my decisions and I was like, this thing never came up. I never made this decision and I couldn't tell if that was mm. I never came across that decision. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell if that was part of the book or if it was 
I don't know. I was very confused. And I don't think the mechanics of whoever converted the book from a normal book to an ebook figured that out. And then I also, I, f- I thought the premise was just like, I couldn't get into the premise that much. I felt like it was a little far-fetched. Um, and I, I, I didn't feel like it was super earned, but you know, I was able to set that aside and just be like, okay, I, I feel like the premise is too far-fetched that there's this whole secret society based on, you know, like, and this guy, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and then they have like a whole elaborate thing. I don't want to get into the spoiler territory, but they have like a whole, you know, just very elaborate, um, mysteries and like mechanisms and all that all that stuff I've I was like that seems a little that seems a little much um and I actually thought I loved the choose your own adventure aspect as a concept and there were times where I was like this is very cool because there were actual real stakes of of the choose your own adventure which we can maybe talk about more later but there were times when I thought that the choose your own adventure nature of it actually really took away from the nature of the book there were just choices you could make one choice or the opposite choice and because it was such an introspect it was this book was about these characters being so introspective that when the choices were I've decided this about myself or I've decided this opposite thing about myself it just made me feel like that was disingenuous it felt like not genuine um, or you're making like romantic choices for the characters. I was like, whoa, this feels weird. I don't know. We can talk more about that later. But there were just times when I was like, ah, this, it just felt weird. It just kind of like detracted from it for me a little bit. So that's kind of how I felt. I, I kind of agree with that. I, yeah. I, I do have some specific things that I was planning to bring up in, in spoiler territory related yeah. to that. <laughs> I kind of want to piggyback off of that where I felt like not only was it disingenuous at times, but that it also felt like the payoff wasn't there. Like no matter what you picked, you ended up in the same section. Like when it came to such an emotional decision, like, like you said, either romantic or maybe like between the friends, like something, a way to approach a conflict because you're, you've got four pre-college young adults going on a road trip hormones are raging you know there's a lot of questions when you go off to college about relationships that you're in so it that naturally comes up and I felt like no matter what you picked the same result happened so for Mm -hmm. me it felt like why am I even making this choice Mm -hmm. Uh, but then there were times like you said where it paid off like there were some real consequences and we'll get into that in the spoilers but um yeah it felt like that's why this book was so much shorter than I originally anticipated it to be because I felt like for the sake of space certain challenges that came up didn't result in anything different they were just kind of there to engage you which isn't necessarily the wrong choice it just wasn't the choice for me um yeah yeah yeah, and I thought that again because it was so introspective and because mm-hmm. because of the nature of the book and the style that the author wrote in, but also the fact that it's a YA book and a lot of YA books are like, here's a heavy handed moral of the story because this is a coming of age story yeah. and this person is learning about who they are and how to improve themselves. When you had opposite lessons that could be learned, depending on the choice you made, it was like, wait, what? So they're either this kind of like, it was just a, it was just a little yeah. strange because I could see 
you know, the end of the paragraph of the other choice you could make. And I was like, that's the opposite thing. I don't know. Just a little. (laughs) Without getting into spoilers, I agree. Uh, Rico, you are literally raising your hand. Would you like to go next? (laughs) <laughs> um, uh, I, I think aside from the ebook uh, thing, because I read the, the, the hardcover, I think I mm-hmm. almost completely agree with Jessica Lee. Um, I'm going to I'm going to phrase my, my my time to talk as a shit sandwich. I'm going to give something I like stuff I didn't like and stuff I, I liked at the end. Um, what I really liked about the book was the wide representation of characters. Um, we said that like, this book is very queer friendly. There was a wide range. And I think Jessica Lee put it nicely as a casual like it's this kind of casual representation. Mm-hmm. And, and I did really enjoy that. Now, the stuff I didn't like, that aside, I didn't really like the characters. Some of them really annoyed me. And and I forgot who it was. Who said maybe Laura. I don't, but um, some of the characters seem very similar to each other to the point where, like, it was like, I, how are you different? Like, why do you exist? Like, you're kind of coming at things from the exact same point of view. I think Cleo really was the only one who had a, very unique voice the other three kind of just mesh together even though the author tried to separate them i was like which one of you is a skeptic skeptical one because sometimes you're skeptical and sometimes you're not sometimes you you really Mm -hmm. believe it and so it's kind of weird it's like i don't really like you as characters but i like the representation you you know you have that's great i didn't overall like the just i was scared i was not going to like the choose your adventure part of it the very first choice, regardless of what you chose, it gave you the same outcome. And I was like, is, if this is the entire book, I'm going to hate this. And then eventually there are some actual variances that you can, you can take. But just Lee, to your point, some of the choices uh, was like really introspective or very like consequential decisions you had to make. I didn't know how to choose. Like, am I choosing this from the character's POV? Because some of these choices are very difficult. Or am I choosing just just from what I want as a reader? What would like, be more fun? Like, what would be more chaotic or whatever? And so it was hard for me to choose sometimes of, like, who are you as a person? Like, this is such a big question. Just have me choose. Do I go left or right? Like, I, I want those kind of choices. Do I pick up the sword or do I pick up the, you know, the the axe? Like, something like that. Not, like do you tell this person you love them or not? Like, That's a huge question. I don't know. How do I answer this? Uh, <laughs> Laura, you look like you have something to say. I do, I do, but I'm waiting for you to be done. <laughs> oh, no, no. You go, go ahead. Go ahead. I got more. Well, go no, I was going to say, like, I, I totally agree on on the some, some of the choices that we have to make. Does, does it, it took you out sometimes. It made you feel yeah. weird. Yes, there were times when I didn't know if I should pick what I feel or the character. And I guess that might be one thing that I I struggled with too was that the choices that I mostly picked were more in line with who I thought the character was. Mm-hmm. But then I realized when I was almost done that maybe I'm getting the story of who the characters are, but now when I put my choices into that worksheet that's supposed to tell me about me – they're no longer right. my choices. Right, yeah. I didn't even think about that, yeah. And so that's why I think a lot of the choices that we're given in this book is mainly just for that worksheet. Mm. And so yeah, that's maybe. another reason. Yeah, that's another reason I'm thinking I might want to go back and reread it. It didn't take me that long. So if I no. go back to the start and I decide, okay, I'm only making choices based on what I believe, then this worksheet is probably going to be more accurate. 
I, I did find myself coming at each decision one of four different ways. And I didn't really know which was the best way. And I kind of alternated between the four. The first one was choosing for the character. In this situation, I think this character would choose this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I came at it as in this situation, this is what I want just because it's fun or because I think it'll give me an interesting path or whatever. The third choice, um, which I didn't really like, was sometimes I felt like there was a right or wrong decision, especially when it came to like mm-hmm. some of like the tarot meanings. And I don't know much about tarot. So it's like, choose this symbol or that symbol. I'm like, yes. this is going to have big consequences. And I'm just not <laughs> informed enough. And so I didn't really like that. I don't like the idea of having a wrong choice. <laughs> and then the fourth option was, well, well, okay, Jesse, really quick. And then the fourth choice was was like, okay, all four of us are reading this, and I kind of want us to have the widest spread possible. Do I choose the one choice I think no one will choose just because I want to just mix it up? You know, Classic like Rico. Yeah, like the you know to bring the chaos energy. So, so mm-hmm. I didn't know how to choose sometimes, and I didn't like that. Any else? Sorry, Jesse, what were you gonna say? No, you're fine. I totally agree with that. And there were times when I think, I think one of my biggest things about the choices was that the way that the questions were framed, when it came time to make the choice, I was like, wait, what? Yes, yes. (laughs) There was one, I don't think this will spoil anything, but there was one where it was like, you were given a bunch of numbers, you're like trying to solve this sort of maybe possibly mathy thing. And I was like, and we're given this choice and it it is based on how much knowledge you have of tarot and you're given this choice. And I was like, "Uh, what? Like we were not given enough information. (laughs) This were very serious. So I was, I felt like I was in like a dream state where I was taking like a, a, a math test naked, you know, and I didn't know any of the answers. (laughs) So I was, I was, there were many times when I was just like, we were not given enough information. I had to go back and reread and reread. And I was like, okay, I guess I just won't know. I did that a few times too. Mm-hmm, I was like, wait, mm-hmm. I didn't understand this. Let me go back, mm-hmm. read it a few times. And I'm like, I'm just going to pick this one. <laughs> yep, yep. So that's one thing I didn't really like about it. I guess I'll just wrap up my, my shit sandwich. One other thing I did really like about the book uh, – Justly, although I agree with you, the, the I didn't buy into it. This whole mystery, it just kind of just happened. Everything was just happening. It was a lot to, to take in. That said, I, I will say it was fun. I don't quite understand tarot very well. I didn't understand everything that was happening. I didn't buy into the entire premise. But once I just kind of let go of everything mm-hmm. and it's like, I'm just along for the ride. We'll see where this takes me. Um, these type of books are supposed to be fun, right? Like they're supposed you're supposed to enjoy the path you choose um and it was i have a lot of questions um (laughs) but it was still fun (laughs) so on that note because i think you guys have said pretty much everything that i thought while reading this book in particular the choices being either arbitrary or conflicting between what perspective i was coming from and that they were too either introspective and it was like am i Choosing this for the character, this seems really personal. And I don't feel like I got to know these characters very much over the course of reading. Um, Because this is like maybe not, I think the full journey is about a week. Um, And like you said, they were all very similar. So I didn't feel like I got to know one character in particular to make the choices that we were making. 
So on that note, I really want to get into our spoiler first impression. So yeah, this is going to be a long episode, Jason. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. It's fine. So just because there are so many different paths we can go down. Yeah. And yeah. because these paths can be influenced by your choices, this is your warning. That at this point, we are getting into the spoilers. And if you do want to choose your own adventure to stop here and spend the next, I don't know, what, two, three days reading this book and then come back to this part of the episode and compare notes on where you ended up versus where we ended up. So on that note, Rico, add sound effects here. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler warning. Proceed with caution. Um, All right. So... Summary of the book. Uh, well, we can't really do we can't really do a summary because we don't know how it actually ends. Well, so so I did take pretty detailed notes of the path I took along with all the choices you have to make. So how about instead of going over the entire plot, since there's a lot, let's just talk about some of the more impactful moments of the book, and then at the points where we diverge, someone can chime in if you want. Okay, because then- like you're right, there are so many different choices in this book while most of them don't really end up changing much of the journey there are key points okay 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 so chapter one we start off four friends Amelia chase with cleo and logan and they're about to embark on a two-week road trip before parting ways to go college along on their trip they bring a tarot deck which Amelia has inherited from her grandmother to help them decide which routes to take we found out that the deck has always been missing four cards which is very important uh, and this is kind of where we come to our first choice, which is where which occult shop are we going to go? Yeah, somewhere in the Joshua Tree area. Um, spoiler alert: the first decision does not make a difference. You end up that there was anyways. that was going to be one of my questions: is <laughs> did that matter? It I I don't it think is. it did because ultimately, <laughs> like I picked Empress gets to decide where to go, and she's like, I was going to pick the mother earth anyways so like oh. why are there like knickers in a bunch basically and then the other the other option was to like stick with how what the card read and move well, forward okay, to... let's, let's vote who who chose the options were queen versus mother earth who chose queen she chooses i chose queen she chooses because that felt like the most who chose mother earth to that character the other one, the... i'm pretty sure yeah <laughs> all right, Valerie, you're the odd person out. Cool. All right. Okay, so along on this road trip, the group is also planning on making a stop to visit a boy named Anwar, who is Amelia's long-term crush. Around this time is where we get the second choice, where we choose ocean or body heat. I don't remember what these meant, but I chose ocean. I also chose ocean, and I also don't remember what those meant. <laughs> That's why oh, I grabbed my was, book. It was the reply to Anwar's DM. That's and right. he was like, you should yes. pack layers. It's cold. And oh, it was yeah. the choice between like, like I'll oh, take I've you never the, seen ocean. the ocean. And she's like, oh, yeah, I don't get enough ocean and stars back home. Then the other one was like, I don't need a sweater. I have your body heat. But at this point, we didn't know if they were, if he was actually really flirting with her or not. So well, he was. you may Are have been taking me? We a knew. risk. He no, was. It's knew. a YA book, so he definitely was. You knew, normally, knew Laura. Normally, Come okay, I, I did say I normally chose the spicier options. I did not choose a spicier option here, and I will give a reason why. It's because okay. I have often been with people who did not bring sweaters or jackets when it's cold, <laughs> and it annoys me. 
That's true. It's like, you should have planned for this. I told you to bring a jacket or a sweater. This is the evil within Rico. I'm so glad. That's not evil. That's you should plan. I'm not giving you my jacket. So given the choice of someone choosing to not bring a jacket, I'm not going for that. No. Rico's like, I don't want to hear you whining all night. Bring the fucking jacket. We need to immediately unpack this because this is problematic. Uh, Rico. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Right. No, God, I, Rico, why don't you come prepared with a blanket for the people who come unprepared? Okay, this is really on you. I do. I have failure? a blanket in the car. I have a blanket in the car and some sort of like, hey, do you want to bring the blanket? Wow, why like, do you ah, have a blanket? We'll get why it later you have a blanket in your be. car, Rico? That sounds presumptive it. if you ask That's, me. Okay. Just saying, what kind of first dates always, are you going always on? Always be prepared. Wait. Okay, so wait, so did anyone choose body heat? No, did you? No. I think I I read that one. It was real awkward. It was weird. Yeah. How could it okay. not be? It was like, <laughs> ha ha. Like I don't even. I I think I blocked it out of my memory because it was really weird. Okay, so we all chose ocean. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So this brings us to the inn, and we go to the hotel room with uh, Chase and Logan, um, where they're getting a little intimate, and it brings us to our seventh choice. Do you get in bed together and just hold each other, or do you kiss and see where this goes? And I'm 100% choosing kiss. Kiss. Oh, yeah, 100%. I picked yeah, that too. Yeah, I there didn't. was a spicier option. You didn't choose kiss, Laura? Come on, it's what? a YA book. I didn't think it was going to happen anyways. Well, yeah, you but still, you're going to try. Wow, that no, attitude. Went, yeah, no, exactly. No, no. I, I, I went, went up with before hold. you even started. Hold. I went with up. hold. Oh, good lord. All right. Uh, <laughs> hey, now. So, I'm not judging anybody else here. You're right. You're I'm not right. judging you. You're I'm right. We said no choice. kink shaming. We said no kink shaming, so that means no prude shaming, okay? <laughs> All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Okay. So, uh, so there's a knock on their door, and they open it up to find a young man who knows about the quest. Turns out Maggie, the shop owner that they went to, calls up others looking for the last tarot deck. Uh, however, this young man claims to want to help them. He's not there to take stuff. He just wants to help them. So when the other g- wanderers, we find out, arrive, the group splits. Kane, this guy, goes with Amelia and Chase to help them find the first card. After finding it, he asks if he can borrow it for a ritual so his dad's spirit can be at rest. So we come to the eighth choice. Do you let this kid borrow the card for this ritual or do you take the card and keep it with you? So this, I think, this is the very when. first consequential decision. Yes. Um, it took me a while to make my decision. And then you decided, you chose. Yeah. Uh, I chose to take it. I also chose to take it. Who gave I the sh- card? I did. You gave I the did. card? Oh, yeah. okay. I'm very curious what happens. Yeah, so this, okay, so what happens next for you two? <laughs> What happens next? Or do you yeah. mean like ultimately? What is the, the Well, the, the, the rest of what happened, what's the next event? Because this is where the story splits. There's a different outcome. Oh, hold on, hold on. So should we go first? Yeah, I can go first. Okay, I'll go first. So this is what happens when you take the card with you, right? So Chase tells Kane he can't give him the card. But before that anything else can happen, Kane lunges for the card. Chase mm-hmm. and Kane start wrestling for the card. And the card rips in two. Literal <gasps> tug of war with the card. Tug, tug of war. The, so they're in that little closet with the little the little light. The light goes out. It's dark in there. And, and you just hear a rip. 
And so <gasps> Chase is trying to fumble, trying to get the, you know, the two halves. And Amelia tells Chase to forget it because there's wanderers outside. And they know that the scuffle, the sound of the scuffle is going to lead them to the location. So Amelia and Chase leave, meeting up with Cleo and Logan in the van and only half of the card. Wow. Okay, see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Idiots. Sorry. Wow. More judging. (laughs) Sorry, I'm hella competitive, you guys. So I'm Uh, I am gonna Okay, okay. So what so what happens? What happens when you when you give it to him? Well, the card does not rip in half, that's for sure. Obviously. And eventually we get that card back. So we win. Don't tell us that yet. Oh, I don't care. We're in the spoiler section. I thought we were I thought we were talking about the natural concept. So I mean, I guess like in the immediate term, it's like you agree to give Kane the card and then he's like, thanks for the card. I'll get it back to you one day. I don't know how, but I'll get it back to you. And then like you, he helps you escape out the like exit or whatever. And you, you know, leave without the and card. And part ways. Mm-hmm. Mm. Sounds kind of boring. I'm glad I chose what I chose. Well, at least we have a full deck. Anyhow. You know, so the group arrives in Solvang with a renewed interest in finding the remaining cards, and there Amelia meets up with Anwar. So after a round of flirtatious questioning, Amelia asks if Anwar would like to join the group for their trip into Summerland. The group arrives at the Azur Tarot and meets its owner, Lauren Lady Azur Baxter. She then offers to do a complimentary reading, which uh, Chase accepts. After the reading, Lady Azur reveals that she had gifted uh, Carson Prowley use of their guest house to produce his art where he created their deck. He then asks to have that deck mailed to somebody, information kept secret but accessible at their family home. Uh, this brings us to our next choice, don't believe or do believe. In ghosts and hauntings. Oh, that's right, because they, they think the, the, the house might be haunted. By Pirelli. <laughs> By Pirelli, yes, because he, he died there. Um, I choose do believe. I chose don't. I chose do believe, but even though I thought that would be inconsistent with Amelia's character, but mostly because the don't believe option, the way they framed it, seemed really aggressive. It was like, I don't believe in ghosts. She needs to know that. And I was like, yeah, that seems confrontational. (laughs) (laughs) I think I mostly chose do believe because at this point I was still hoping this book was actually a fantasy and I wanted ghosts to appear. <laughs> it's just uh, like, maybe this is the right option to give me something cool. I don't know. That's <laughs> I chose don't because I was hoping that it would appear like, no, you're wrong. Oh, I, I do see. exist. Well, <laughs> but we did not get that. We didn't get that anyway. At least um, I, I assume you guys didn't get that choosing belief. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yes. We learn that Lady Ezra's daughter, Lily, is apparently a medium with a strong connection with Pirelli. Lily is also a trans woman. Uh, during her instructions of how to use the deck to find the missing card, Lily supposedly hears a voice saying, I think I wrote, keep walking through little Dalit. Because of this, this uh, connection to Dalit, Amelia instantly knows to press the Dalit button, which opens the chest. Immediately after the opening of the chest, the lights go out. As they try to get them back on, Amelia pulls out a scroll, which is meant to be read in the Hall of Cups upstairs. So this brings us to a series of options. Until the very end was the 14th choice, was a blue door or a purple door. However, you didn't choose between them. The choices you made led you to one of these doors. Mm -hmm. So who got to the blue door? 
me. Okay, so Laura, Bella, and myself, blue door. So Jessly, <laughs> you had the purple door. Yeah, I had the purple door. Um, okay, this will be fun. Okay, so after choosing between a series of doors, Amelia retrieves for the blue door. She retrieves the missing card. Uh, but before she can exit the maze, Lady Azur stands before her blocking the exit. We find out that Lady Azur never wanted Amelia to find the card as she believes it is the source of the Baxter family's powers. Uh, there's a banging on the exit door until finally it opens, and that's when Cleo, Anwar, and Lily come in, having been blocked out. Lily stops her mother from uh, trying to get the card and tells the group that there's another way to exit, and letting them know that their brother will be waiting for them. So if you went to the blue door, you were able to get the card. What Just happened with the, with the purple door? Um, the exact same thing happened. Um, <laughs> but it didn't make sense because, like, you know, in the situation where you get the card, Lady Azure is like, I don't want you to have that because it's the source of our powers. But when you do when you when when the card gets destroyed she's like it's finally ours and and amelia's like what are you talking about it's gone and she's like well it belongs with us forever now because it's gone so it like died here so oh. it's ours forever. yeah which i didn't really um didn't really make sense to me but okay. that is what happens is it yeah. like it released the, the energy yeah the card is for sure destroyed i don't know they didn't really explain the reasoning behind it okay at this point when i realized there were consequences i kind of would peek at the other option i don't read the whole Ooh. thing i would just kind of quickly peek just to see like did it really get destroyed and i think i saw that it fell into like liquid and dissolved Acid. yeah 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 it did it did dissolve okay okay yeah i so had to know i was like i need to know that there's actually a different outcome because at this point i think it was like a lot of our choices didn't have consequences and i was like i need to know that i won I need to know. Oh my God, <laughs> and I won because it got to keep the card. So I, I was like, I didn't well, two cards are intact. Uh, however, I will say that I, I don't know. Maybe I just didn't read it. I didn't, I don't know, skimmed over it or something. I did not understand what the consequence was. So I don't know if it wasn't specified. I don't remember the thing being about the, the tank being acid. Um... And I didn't understand that was happening until later. They didn't, yeah, they didn't explain that up front. The only, re yeah, they didn't explain that up front. They just said that the card would be destroyed. Um, so for people whose cards were destroyed, you then knew what the acid solution mm, meant. But okay. I guess maybe they forgot to like bridge that gap. Like, I don't know. That was essentially how everything got destroyed. Mm -hmm. If it mm. destroyed, except the first card, I guess. Yeah. They don't call it acid. They say the clear liquid. Yeah. Uh, but based on how she said it disintegrated faster than if like, uh, not like it would have in water. I was like, that's acid. Like, that's just my guess. Um, and I think it's a pretty solid one. That sounds like science. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. This is one of the questions I had about this entire premise, because probably has the means to make a secret room in a, in a hotel somewhere that's activated by a secret button and he has this giant maze that has vats of acid like he's basically an evil genius like he's like, your dream goal yeah exactly yeah however like there's a lot of leaps <laughs> you have to take because if you go into this this maze and there's this a, a a container with liquid how do you know it's like not to put your hand in there 
like is it acid that only affects the card and not your hand like there's just a lot of things you'd have to like not question and i'm not about that kind of life it was like a specific mechanism it was like a specific mechanism so it was like you couldn't interact with the solution at all Mm, okay i don't know yeah was it like the door that triggered it or something yes i believe so okay um, okay, since Bella is super competitive and wants to always win, um, if anybody's keeping score at home, Bella has two of the cards, and the rest of us only have one card each. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, let's just speed around. Let's see what's going on. There was two choices in this chapter. The first one was forces or own making. Um, I chose own making. Same. Same. Yeah, own making. And then the other choice was after there was um, some flirtation, it looked like, between Sadon and Logan. There um, was a whole solicitation for a threesome. There was, yeah, there was. Which I was would like, say oh, that's more that than flirting. Choice? Where's that choice? What, I'm saying- I know, I was like, come on! Spicy, <laughs> spicy book talk needs the threesome. This and is yeah, also so, where where Logan lets it slip that he's been thinking about wanting to be in an open relationship, which yes. completely blindsides uh, Chase. Mm-hmm. Yes. So this is where all of the relation drama stops or starts. Mm-hmm. Which yep. leads us to our 16th choice. Uh, Chase telling Logan that either he needs some space or tell him it's okay. I chose need some space. I said, okay. sorry, Laura. Sorry. I think we both said, okay. Yeah. yeah I went with, okay. I, I said space. This is one of the ones where I chose because I wanted a certain outcome. Didn't get it, but still. <laughs> <laughs> this was another one where I felt like no matter our answer, the result was the same, which was that Logan went back home the yeah. next morning. So. Yep. Yep. It didn't really have any consequence. Yeah, I don't know. I felt kind of weird also that Logan left because I was like, but you had a whole conversation about how he wanted you to stay. I don't know. It's his choice. But also Chase was like, no, stay. So I was confused about why Logan left because it seemed like he left to give Chase space, even though Chase said he didn't want space. So I was very confused about that choice. So Amelia and Anwar are outside having a nice little moment uh, when Amelia sees that Chloe has woken up and is walking around the kitchen, which is really out of character. And so the option is, do you stay and get intimate with Anwar or do you go check on Cleo? I chose check on. Same. Me too. Same. I I was very early team Cleo for sure. Oh, yeah. I was like, this has queer romance written all over it. This is yeah. this is a non-platonic queer friendship. Let's get into that. I was like, that's where I was like, I'm looking for a specific outcome. Thank you. Yes, yes, absolutely. I need these two to end up together. I love them. <laughs> I loved Cleo, so I was like, okay, let's make their dreams come true. Continue Cleo was my favorite. Cleo was my so favorite. none of us know what happens. None of us know what happens if we try to get into it. Or did anybody read ahead? Nope, I didn't no, read I didn't that, read that one. Mm-mm. You don't know. Mm-mm. Okay. We'll never know. Maybe I'll find out in my next read. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. The next morning after sleeping on it, Cleo decides to start using non-binary pronouns. They, them, their. The group gets ready to head out in search of the next missing card. 
But Anwar asks to sit this one out, not feeling up for it. And instead promising to have a meal waiting for them. Interesting. Okay. You just joined the group and already bowing out of the first adventure. Interesting. And there was no meal. Yeah, exactly. Don't be suspicious. Don't be Don't suspicious. Be suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> so the trio set out into the forest and come across a wooden structure, which is too small to be a cabin, yet too large to be a shed. They enter and find an empty compartment. And so it looks like someone got there before them and found the missing card. However, that should be impossible without the deck, right? So Amelia goes to pull out the deck only to find that it is missing. Oh, no, Instantly, Theo suspects only one person, Anwar. Look, I'm going to say I suspected this was going to happen. Me too. As soon yep. as their line yep. said she put the deck in the secret pocket when he was sitting next to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yes, yes. And again, I knew that Amelia was going to end up with Cleo, so Anwar had to go, and this was the only <laughs> way that made sense. Because <laughs> he was going to betray them. Okay. Okay, I dig All it. Right. I dig it. I was like, he's got to go. I never trusted Anwar, not for yeah, those no. reasons. I thought Anwar would be part of the Prelian groups, uh, which so. you know not to be true. Me but, too. But... um. I mean, I hoped I, like- he, I hoped he wasn't, which yeah. he wasn't, but I also suspected it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the trio then assumes new aliases, and they arrive at Chill's Coven, which is a look where the stolen deck is. And there they meet another trio who are in the middle of solving the next missing card puzzle. This leads us to our next choice, tarot history or tarot symbols, in terms of what is more important. Ooh. Well, this is the one that you were talking about earlier about all the numbers thing. Yes. yes. Did anyone try to like actually do numbers and and do maths? No. 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 <laughs> no. I was like, I'm not doing. They that. did not. They did not math add up, or I have. I didn't try. <laughs> no. No, I did not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good talk, everyone. Yeah, yeah. I, chose I was like, history. all these, I, I did not even read the numbers. I was like, oh, numbers. You yeah. add up to 14. Those are numbers. Those are numbers. Those are also numbers. Let's move on. <laughs> I chose symbols to answer maybe the original question. Okay, uh, you chose symbols. I chose history. I chose history. I chose symbols. Oh, split decision again. Okay, okay, I'm a big fan okay. of symbolism, so I had to. Mm. So Chase works with this new trio to solve the puzzle, and then the leader of the coven and the woman to whom Anwar sold the deck suddenly appears. Unsure if she's onto them, nonetheless, the trio team up with her and her coven to find the next missing card. Though she insists on riding with them. In the van, Rosa reads a trio, which starts to send Amelia into uh, a panic attack. Cleo helps talk Amelia down and also reveals that they are in love with Amelia. The pair agree to figure things out later. After successfully solving the puzzle, the group is able to retrieve the third missing card when suddenly our uh, heroes grab the deck and the missing card and begin to run away. You had a choice to make. Do you bring the card with you or do you leave the card behind in order to slow down Rosa? And so the 24th choice was you leave the card or you keep the card. I chose leave it. Same. Uh, I chose to keep it. Same. I was trying to win the cards. Okay, so, interesting. Okay, so, I wonder what happens. So I, I won the card. What happened to yours? I, I only care about that. 
I want to know how badly you lost. So what happened? So when you leave oh, no. it. Yeah, I want to know what happens yeah. when you leave it. Yeah. When you leave it, what happens? Amelia throws the card into a nearby string, knowing that Rosa would be forced to stop to rescue it. Um, and that gives you enough time to escape. They reach, they reach the van and they find Logan there waiting for them. Um, and then they get in and they drive away. Okay, I got to keep the card and we had enough time to run away and yep. saw Logan at the car. Explain so, how like, did that happen? What happened? That's it. So she just speeds up. Her adrenaline, her adrenaline, her resolve like kicks in and she goes super freaking fast. Um and she's like, and I can outrun anyone, even Rosa and her stepdaughters or whatever, and the stepsisters. So I just want to say that I got to keep the car. <laughs> That makes me so mad because I was like, I already lost one card in a bunch of it. I'm not going to risk it. Like, I'm not going to risk getting away. I, I was just, I was like, these actions have consequences. I'm not taking any more risks. Yeah, I was like, I know if I leave it, I'm losing the card. So I'm going to try to win this card by just running. And it worked out. It worked out. So I just like to say. I am more pissed off that Bella's <laughs> desire to just win paid off. Because like you, Jessalee, the first choice was, I'm going to take the card. Oh, guess what? It ripped in half. There's consequences. Fine. Then leave the card. Because ultimately, what's more important is the grandma's deck. All these extra cards you didn't have to begin with, you can get rid of those and keep the deck. But apparently, that doesn't matter. Yeah. It's interesting because I do like the way that the author designed this, right? Because there was no predictable pattern for how to keep all the cards. It was like... Mm -hmm purely chance essentially you couldn't just be like let me choose the most compassionate thing or let me literally just try to keep my hand on the card as much as possible because so i thought that that was like closest to how life is <laughs> and i i appreciated that it wasn't super formulaic i don't want to make keep reading because bella won but whatever <laughs> Um, Logan explains that since he left, he's been trying to find any information on Pirelli, which of course doesn't exist. While at the gas station, Chase and Logan agree to resume their relationship, even if just for a while until they can figure out where they truly are. The group continues to drive onto Mammoth Mountain, the location of the last missing card. And there they drive up to a house where a man in a wheelchair meets them. A man who introduces himself as Brendan, Carson Pirelli's son. Inside the house, Brandon leads them into an interactive introduction of the Lionist Way, which Chase asks to do first. So during this interactive uh, introduction, we come across uh, three choices. For me, after I chose Hermit Hierophant Moon, my outcome was that after completing the introductory experience, Brandon is, uh, offers Chase a place in the Lionist Way as a guide in training. Laura, did you get yes. that? Wait. Oh, everybody that got that regardless same. of what you chose? ending yeah that's where well, i'm like i don't think it ended okay. up well, cool. we so have... we all came out the orange door like when it was yellow i think but... mm -hmm. yellow yeah i think there was one i think there was yeah, i think was there was one, one outcome where it was like oh you chose the orange door that makes you special and then there was another one that was like oh you chose the door that makes you special like it I'm just confused. left out it was. It didn't matter which door you chose. They wanted okay. you. Everybody is special. Yay! Cool, okay. cool, cool, cool. Oh. So, did I you declined. guys accept or decline? I accepted. I accepted. Oh. Wow. I accepted. Okay. So what happened? 
Wait, I want to know why you decided not to. Just why did you decline? This man is 18 years old. He <laughs> is too young to be making the decisions and, join, and joining up with some secret society who... Hold on. If if you can sign for student loans at 17 and 18 years old, you can and make I shouldn't have been signing for student okay. loans at 17 and 18. Stop vandalizing him. But he's saying, oh, you can, do, you can still do college and just do weekend seminars. And then when you no, come back, no, yeah, you'll yeah, have a job here. And it's not My thought process was he can do it later. Like, if he's special, he'll be special later. Not as a guide. I'm pretty sure that offer would have expired. Rico, that wasn't you- stated in the book. That was never stated in the book. No, he was like, yeah. Were you concerned that he was possibly getting involved with like what may have been a cult at a young age? Yes, yes. Which, by yeah. the way, they did notice. They did mention that. Oh, Rico, they did mention that. Wait, okay, wait. We're doing accept or or decline. Where is this? Yeah, I chose decline. Okay, I'm the only one. It says, if you don't wish to join us formally as a guide, you're always welcome to remain a part of the Lioness Way as a member. They sounded a little needy. I'm just going to say it. Exactly. That make me, but it doesn't say it expires. Like, you can still join as a member, but it doesn't say you can't join later as a guide again. I'm just saying I that. I took it as you can't. Well. I, I consider it like you're helping us start this church. This cult. Yeah, no. Or like no, I like that energy. Whatever. <clears throat> Anyhow, there's a lot of change going on in Logan's life. No, not Logan's life. In Chase's life right now, he's maybe in an open relationship with his boyfriend and go off to college. This is a lot for him. He needs to focus on his schoolwork. Um, anyhow, so after they finish their own experiences, the group begins their hike up the mountain trail to find the last card. And uh, that's when Chase asks Logan if they can have a talk. And this brings us to the 29th choice. Do you want to break up or be in an open relationship? Open relationship, obviously. This is again where I chose just the outcome I wanted to happen, and I wanted I wanted Chaos. them to try an open relationship. Open relationship is not for me, but it is for other people. But it is and for so I wanted them to try. Book. I felt like it was just not authentic to his path because he was like the thought of him with somebody else, and like I don't know that I couldn't be in a monogamous relationship. So I was like, it just seems like. The only choice mm. was breakup. Mm. In my I get opinion, that. My humble opinion. It makes sense. But you can try. I just. I chose. Yeah. I chose open. I chose open That's, because if it doesn't work, you stop. Well, we know well, you. Look, chose I was hoping open. for that threesome with earlier with the other guy. You know. Like, <laughs> I want the sequel with that. Who knows? Maybe you could write some fan fiction. Oh, there we go. Now you got another add, fan. We'll add it to the idea. list. You can write. You can write, you can write the spicy fanfic. I mean, after everybody that. wants to read a, a a gay threesome fanfic from a hetero guy. I'm sure that'll go great. Look, look, <laughs> just as long as you write it correctly, okay. The cor- the correct way is to have someone no, better tasteful, write it. Rico. <laughs> no, I I went. I also went tasteful with open relationship because it does specify. See if an open relationship works because they yes. obviously yes. do yes. love each other. They yeah. do want to be together, and if you know if that's that's the way it is, then it doesn't hurt for them to try and see if this works. Exactly. And then they do go into like, um, they do talk about like you know we'll have to establish some ground rules and we'll figure this out. 
and just see if it works. And so I, I thought that worked well with them both being able to still um, be together in a way and work on the relationship. I'm just selfish and I wanted more polyamorous representation in there. Just That was also part of it. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. As much representation as we can stuff in there. I, that wasn't it. in there yet. That wasn't in there. So, Yeah. I was bummed to be selecting a choice that did not promote that because I agree with you. We need more representation. But you but clearly I was like, didn't agree. So anyhow, moving on. His character. Okay, final chapter. Final chapter. Oh my god, Rico! No, right, final chapter. Come there. on, we're almost we're done. Almost we're almost there. done. We're almost done. Okay, okay. So Amelia checks Anwar's social media and surprised to find that he's posted images of his mobile home and sick mother. This proves that he wasn't lying about that. So after forgiving Anwar, Amelia tells Cleo um, about her true feelings. Uh, this leads us to the 31st choice. Do you tell Cleo that you also love them or that you don't have those feelings and they're only your best friend? Uh, I-, I hope we all chose love, right? I love you. No, I actually how said do get I, back together with Anwar how do I in my own boot option. Bella from this call? Do I have that power? <laughs> no? Damn. <laughs> Get good, out of good, here. Good, 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 good. All right, so Amelia and Cleo then finally share a kiss. Everybody's happy because <laughs> it finally happened. Yeah. Uh, the group reaches a final destination and find a seat in the shape of a sword and within it a compartment holding the final missing card and a letter. Reading the letter aloud, Amelia and the rest of the group learn that Grandma Flo was Carson Prelli's first love and, in fact, is the person that introduced him to Tarot to begin with. Inside the compartment, Amelia also finds two small boxes, one of which can t- only one of which will be able to be opened before the other is destroyed. This is, I think, where one of your previous choices dictated what you're supposed to choose here. I chose Honor Legacy, so I chose the Legacy Box. Did everybody end up choosing Legacy Box? I know, Jessica, you had switched your answer. I did end up choosing Legacy Box. Okay, so inside the box is a letter written by Amelia's grandmother explaining why she kept the deck a secret. Turns out in her youth, she became pregnant with Pirelli's kid. They agreed to give the kid up for adoption. Occasionally, though, when Pirelli and Grandma Flo would talk about the kid, they would use the name Zane, which means that this mysterious page Zane that has been buying up as many Pirelli items as possible is related to Amelia. There is one final item in the box, another card with writing on it asking if they'd like to donate the final box to the Lioness Way or keep the deck. The 32nd option is, do you donate the deck or keep the deck? I donated. I... I have a question. I have a question. Did anyone call secret pregnancy? I mean, pregnancy? I was like, some shit's got to have gone down, right? Like, Yeah, I don't know if it's exactly secret pregnancy, but I definitely figured there was connections. Did anyone yes. call that they were in love prior to their marriages? Yeah. And that that's how she got... Okay, okay. So I called secret okay. pregnancy. And, and so who asked? To show that. <laughs> I, just, I just needed that to be on record. Because <laughs> I often... Don't get to literally be on record it's, being like. It's been so nice to meet you, Bella. <laughs> <laughs> I promise this is mostly a character mostly. of who I am in mostly. real life. I'm not really quite um, this mean to Rico. <laughs> did anybody donate Sometimes the deck? I really play it out. Anybody I donated, donate the, I deck? Donated the deck. Uh, because donated I felt the deck. like it was. So she she fulfilled her journey. She got to know her grandmother more, and now she is ready to let it go. So what I did with my completely intact deck, yep. because I think I'm the only one 
who got all the cards. Got to, again, let the record show. I got all the cards. Um, I donated <laughs> it because I'm pure chaos. <laughs> wow. Even though I like really wanted to keep it, I was like, <laughs> I kind of just want to give it away because I don't feel like she would keep it. Cool, so cool, I cool. Jessalie, you kept the deck. I kept it, yeah. Me too. <gasps> what you happened? Have, what happened? You have you have you have the deck. You have, the deck. have it. That's it. Nothing really happens. No. That's it's, it. It's it's her deck. It was it, it was her, her grandma's deck. All this extra it's, stuff was just an adventure. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day. At the same time, it really wasn't. But his thing was that he wanted the knowledge to be accessible. Like he wanted the knowledge. Well, what to knowledge grow is there? It's a tarot deck. Future generations. So it was about elitist to keep it. No. Yeah. I didn't understand what was so special about this deck. Ultimately, it's a tarot deck. Like, why do you need this deck other than to complete the collection? Like, I have, I collect lots of things. But who cares? You don't need well, they wanted to well, gatekeep it. They well, wanted to be like, that. I you have feel like the it final didn't matter. Deck. Why did you keep it? Your status symbol. No, it matters to me, is what I'm saying. Yeah, it has sentimental value. Well, exactly. There are all other tarot decks out there. There are Except, thousands yeah. of decks out there. Yeah, there was no reason why this group needed this deck. Well, zero, I feel there's like zero it information. Wasn't, well, it okay. was her grandmother's deck. It wasn't... Yeah. I don't really view it as her grandmother's deck now that we know the origin of it. Yes, the teachings behind... Pirelli yes. are based on her grandmother, but her grandmother chose to not be a part of that world. She knew it was there. So she distanced herself from The deck was literally given to her. Pirelli himself chose to give the deck to the grandma. Yes, but that was not hers. That was not her own. She did not create it. She chose to not be a part of his teachings. I think we need to fight to the death. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I I agree. I call Rico. I'll fight. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was easy. Because <laughs> I, mean, I would okay totally to use win. a really geeky like comparison. You it's like if George Lucas himself mailed me a script for Star Wars. Like here, Jason, I want you to have the script for Star Wars. It is mine. But what no, if you were a Star no, Trek stop. nerd? No, yeah, but I, have, I have the script. I I have the, it. It is decks, mine. I don't care if there's a Star Wars like, museum. Amelia didn't care she about did. Tarot. She didn't believe in Jason, it. Jason, your example does not teachings. compare because in this, it, this deck of cards that has a picture of her grandmother in it, it's like fan art. <laughs> it's like, you taught what? me all this stuff. I'm, I'm creating this thing. I'm teaching all these people the things that you taught me here. And she's like, I don't really want to be a part of this. And also, I would just like to say before we start fighting to the death, is that when you give away the deck, she keeps the That's part true. of her grandmother as like a token of her journey and of her grandmother's teachings. Which so you didn't technically donate. And so you didn't I technically donate I'm the full right deck then, Bella. Donate it. Yeah, so, yes, so we all lost. Well, this is true. I had to keep my winnings. I had to show a symbol of the ultimate win, which is getting to the top of that oh mountain, God. obviously. I'd, I'd have proof. <laughs> Anyhow, this book brought everybody, all the friends together. It is tearing all of us apart. Um, no, it told her. It told her. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? No, Logan they're, and Chase are breaking not up, breaking up in mine. Friendship in, yeah. Oh, yeah, in my in version, version, the sorry. open relationship works for them. 
the sun comes and joins them occasionally in others. <laughs> yes, correct. You might as well. See, See we tame. have the correct interpretation of this book. You two, I don't know. Okay, wait, we we got one more left. Yeah, so final, final decision, final decision, introduction or goodbye. And goodbye. <laughs> I said introduction. I <laughs> You chose introduction? I chose introduction. I chose goodbye. Like if she if she's donating this and deck, I chose it's goodbye worth too. billions of dollars. She freaking better be involved in this. Not me. Oh, I saw it as like I can okay, see, I'm done. I can I know see why mystery, you would say that, Laura. If you like, I, I, yeah. if I was going to donate the deck to these cultists, I would also want to double check that they're going to use yeah. it ethically Agreed. because it's worth millions of dollars. But because I didn't choose to donate the deck, and I was basically done with them, I was like, bye. <laughs> Just yep. didn't want that makes sense too. To do with yep. that, Mia. Yep. I was sort of. I saw it as like she was washing her hands of them. Like bye bye. Don't want the deck. Oh, goodbye. Yeah, leave me that alone. makes Let sense me for me. I was like, I'm taking my here deck with me. Bye. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. All right. Well, we made <laughs> oh it to God. the end. Over two we, hours uh, later. Oof. Two hours later. You're gonna have a we, lot of editing to do, Rico. We hate We're each other. We're not done now. yet, though. Oh God. <laughs> oh good Lord. Did anybody go through the rest of the workbook stuff? No. Yeah, I filled it all out. Yeah, I did. Like the quiz oh. the, um, or whatever, like the sorting. Yeah. yeah the sorting. Don't yeah. You don't get to be a part of this then. Uh, <laughs> I was very confused by the sorting. So okay, well, really quick. <laughs> where did you get sorted? Hufflepuff. I got, okay, I was, uh, I'm a wanderer. Same. Oh. Okay, I'm repentant. Oh, no, you're not. <laughs> About being your friend, yeah. <laughs> About inviting me to be a host on the podcast. <laughs> yep, yep. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> this suggests you are willing to experiment via trial and error. That's what yours says? No, yours. Oh, that's No, that's not, that's not what mine says. I had, I had a different one. I had, there, was two, there was two outcomes for each one. Oh, mine oh, says, oh, oh, oh. You're right. Uh, you're right. I learn quickly from my mistakes and I'm and are thus you a don't. keeper of great wisdom. <laughs> uh, so wait, Laura, you got wa- Wanderer, but what did your Wanderer say? Ooh, yeah. Now I'm double checking which one it is. <laughs> you work hard for what you want and soldier on to do what is most necessary for your overall journey. That sounds <laughs> accurate. That's cool. Yeah. Sounds about right. Mine was you. uh, Oh, man, I didn't summarize it well, but it was like you do not put a lot of like you value other things more highly than material possessions and have faith in yourself. Except that you kept the deck at the end. So I don't know if I agree with that. I kept the deck at the end for sentimental reasons. Yeah, because it means something because we have emotions in a heart. I just wanted to win, and so I was oh, done okay. once I won. Oh. That's why they got sorted into Hufflepuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Strong Hufflepuff vibes for sure. Via that, the Slytherin. Via the Slytherin dungeons, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's rubbing up on me. All right, all right. And there's other stuff to fill out the worksheet, but I don't think we need to go over that because it's a lot of it's a lot. It's a little more in uh, depth. Yeah, it's a little more in depth. But for anybody still listening after all this and um, <laughs> interested, it, it is interesting to fill all this stuff out at the end. Like, I like this kind of stuff. Like, all those, like, BuzzFeed quizzes of, like, what type of beer are you? Or what this are you? Like, it, this is this, right? This is, you fill in oh. your answers. You get told what type of corner you get You know what my favorite BuzzFeed into. quizzes are? Do you want to know what my favorite BuzzFeed quizzes 
Which ones? The ones that are like, you're a genius if you can get like oh, more God. than 40 of these, right? They are. They are so I'm sorry. Oh They're so accurate. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh okay. No, this this was Look, actually I went really a lot of those. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. So let's let's how about let's let's us rate the book now. Okay. Um Oh, we haven't even done that yet. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. So on Goodreads currently it has 3.61 out of five stars, and that's with 269 ratings. Not a whole lot of ratings. Oh, it's small. Uh, yeah. Small, small portion. Um so would you rate this book as shit or the shit? Shit being obviously bad and the shit is in net. It's worth reading. Well, it is Pride Month and we have established that everything is a spectrum. Um, and so I would neither rate it as shit nor <laughs> the shit. I would put it somewhere closer to the middle of a spectrum. I would give it like a three. <laughs> okay. Out of five. okay. 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 I think in the yeah. spirit of Pride Month, we can get rid of the binary rating system. I'm okay with that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I agree with that reading. Okay. All right. Um, okay. I, if, if we're doing a spectrum, I would also agree. If I am doing one or the other, I would say the shit. Me too. Because I still had a lot of fun with it. Me too. Mm. I, and ultimately, like, I did recommend this to some of the kids in my classroom. I was like, this is a fun book. Like, if you like choose your own adventure, you can do it with your friends over the summer. Like this is a great book for that. So yeah. All right. So if you've been listening along thus far, <laughs> congratulations. Um, you've heard that it, I won this did book. It. Um, I wow. won the story in the end, and that's really all you need to know. Cliff Notes version. Mm -hmm. Um Okay. What I want to know if you've read this book and are listening. <laughs> Did you keep the deck at the end or did you give the deck away? And I also need to know, did you also get to get all the cards or were you that like all matter. the other losers matter. and you didn't get them? That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Because that's really what matters in the end is that you got all the cards. Not okay. the lessons well, learned, yeah. not the friends made, none of that crap. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the point is, if you guys read this book, we really want to know what your experience was like. Share what your uh, results were in the uh, little end of the book worksheet thing, too. That'd be cool. Yeah, we we, we are kidding, but I, it looks like we all enjoyed reading this book. It, it was fun to like choose your own paths. Um, and I personally just really want to thank Jessalee for reading it with us and for joining us on the episode. Thanks so much for. Yeah. For uh, giving us your thoughts and uh, being here. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having me and letting me talk for some reason. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We would love to have you back with a not choosing your own adventure book. Just, just a normal <laughs> and book. not a two and a half hour recording. <laughs> yeah. We appreciate your patience again. Yeah. No worries. I had a blast. Awesome. Any any socials you wanna you wanna share or any upcoming events or anything you want people to know? Maybe be for of? Empire Arts? Yeah, yeah. Don't check out my socials. I am not <laughs> them. So if you wanna check out our website, you can go to empireartscollective.com. We're a nonprofit performing arts organization. We do theater, poetry, improv, and choir. We do a lot of really cool stuff. So if you want to check us out, again, you can go to empireartscollective.com. Our socials are at Empire Arts Co. on Instagram and Twitter. And on Facebook, we are also Empire Arts Co. And we're also on Patreon. Oh, and we have an event coming up on July 27th. If you are a fan of Hamilton, 
you can come check out our Hamilton sing-along. Oh. Are on our website. Our sing-alongs are really rad and they're also a fundraiser for us. It will be at the Federalist Public House in Midtown Sacramento. Um, and tickets are available online. You can come and sing along on stage or just chill in the audience or sing along in the audience. There's pizza and beer and it's all ages. Nice. Heck they got yeah. vegan that pizza. Awesome. That sounds like so much fun. It's a lot of fun. And got a lot of political friends I'll be telling about this event. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Sweet. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks again for joining us. Um, Thanks, Jessely. Thank yeah. you, Jessely. Thanks for having me. All right. And on that note, our next book, The Daughter of Dr. Moreau by Silvia Moreno-Garcia, a second one of Silvia Moreno-Garcia that we've read on the podcast. So join us for this second journey down my to-be-read list of this author. Uh, Yeah. So tune in in July. We'll hear you all then. All right. I think that's it. All right. Thanks, y'all. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Shoot We've Read is hosted by Laura Benson, Jason Rico, and Bella Romero, with music by Joshua Chilton and editing by Jason Rico. To join the discussion on this and all other books we've read, find us at Shit We've Read on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. For more information about us or to request transcripts, please visit shitweavered.com. This podcast is part of the Bilo Network. Visit bilonetwork.com for more great geeky podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for listening.